This is the Final Whistle podcast from the Wrexham AFC media team. The final score, Marine 1, Wrexham 1. Boy, was that there, robbery. That's two games in a row where we've been second best, massively second best, and have managed to snatch something at the end from a set piece. Remember the Chesterfield game? Ben Tozer's long throw into Paul Mullen. And on this occasion, in the 95th minute, Jordan Davis with an excellent free kick. A moment of quality that was absolutely not in keeping whatsoever with the performance that Wrexham put in. Wrexham picked a full-strength team. There's only one change from the team up against Chesterfield with Liam McLinden coming in for Devontae Redmond. Marine, who of course are in fantastic form, but our three divisions below us uh, came at us, as you might expect from the start. They were even in the second minute getting on the end of a Watkinson free kick but not being able to control this header and it going off target. Wrexham had an early opportunity as well, a long throw from Toza, Hayden, I think it was, in the melee, getting the touch, and the keeper, Pansan, not for the last time, doing well to his right to dive and catch hold of it. But a big moment came in the eighth minute. A free kick in towards the edge of the area, a looping header, which was heading into the top corner, but with no real pace. It looked like no great danger. But Rob Layton coming back found it was just an awkward height and he tried to catch it he collided with the post the ball dropped loose wide of the goal he committed for it and got there first but the marine skipper and big target man Cummins committed to trying to challenge the ball hit him late Layton was clearly hurt and there was an angry melee Ben Tozer was first on the scene and was giving Cummins a good shove Watkinson the Marine midfielder striker came in and started to have a go at Toza. It all started to kick off. Meantime, Leighton hadn't moved. Uh, it was immediately obvious it was a serious injury. Five different physios, both benches emptied to try and help him out. The stretcher on almost straight away. Thankfully, unlike a Bromley last season, he was able to get up and actually walk off the pitch unaided. Um, but it looked like he'd been knocked down for a moment. He had stops at both nose to staunch the bleeding. Aaron Hayden was one of many Wrexham players complaining to the referee that Cummins deserved a red card. His argument was clear as he pointed to his nose to say that you know, he'd broken his nose, his blood there. And so off he went, and on came Christian Dibble to make his 50th appearance for Wrexham in a manner that he certainly wouldn't have wanted to. The decision was yellow for Cummins. I do not think Cummins went for the man. I think he was trying to go for the ball. Having said that, as we know, the rules are slightly different now. The interpretation certainly is, and we're seeing a lot of fouls and decisions being given because of uh, the consequence of a challenge rather than the intention. So I think Cummins... The way the rules are now was very lucky to stay on the pitch. Tozer and Watkinson also got yellows for their parts in the fracas afterwards. And if you thought that might stir Wrexham up, it didn't. The first half was genuinely horrible by Wrexham. Marine were excellent. They played, they, they matched up to Wrexham, went to three at the back. They had excellent energy. They did actually use three up front as well, though. And Kenyi and Watkinson, either side of the big target man, were constant threats, full of energy. The midfield pressed hard. The wing-backs got forwards well. And Marine, well, I mean, they certainly didn't flag. Wrexham's superior fitness didn't show. And Marine were high intensity throughout match. Only used two subs, in fact. Uh, and in the first half, we totally top dominance. The one good news for Wrexham, perhaps, that we didn't let them make all that many clear-cut chances. There was 
uh, free kick swung in by Barrigan. Watkinson managed to lose his man, but his free header went just off target from around the penalty spot. Then Kenyi burst forwards and looked like he'd capitalised upon some sleepy defending initially uh, by Lennon and Hayden to go one-on-one with the keeper, but Hayden recovered superbly, accelerating forwards and making a really good, strong challenge to deny him. So Marine massively on top, Wrexham pending in their penalty area, and essentially reduced to just knocking long balls straight back to Marine, who came forwards once more. I had a huge sympathy for Hyde and Mullen, especially in the first half. They had very little to work with. Um, Hyde's efforts in the first half were heroic as he was trying to hold the ball up and, and battle away, and he deserves a pat on the back. Uh, Mullen as well. In the first half, though, they really were feeling with the sort of stuff you could do nothing with. And it was quite a futile battle for him, even though he did show a lot of heart. We had an opportunity seven minutes before the break, which could easily have been the opening goal. Having said that, Davis swinging in a superb corner, Hyde meeting at the near post, a great flick header by him, but a defender coming off the far post and headed it off the line. And then, from the resulting corner, which came from that one, slug away, to the far post, back across the face, and Hayden, unmarked, wide of the six-yard box, didn't get on top of his volley and smashed it well over the bar. Like I said, Marine, despite all the domination, weren't really making chances. There were a few scrambles in Wrexham's box as Wrexham struggled to get the ball away, but Dibble wasn't really called into action until the, 20, uh, the 42nd minute, and a 25-yard drive by the midfield of Doyle was well struck, heading towards the bottom right corner, but Dibble had got down easily to cover it, and then it took a, a vicious deflection off of Dibble around the six-yard box and reared up viciously in the air. Dibble did ever so well to readjust and grab hold of it as he was already on the floor. Wrexham had the last bit of pressure when a long throw was half cleared and Jordan Davis's 25-yarder was on target and well struck, but was blocked under the bar. And in the second half, Wrexham actually started well. It looks like there'd been a bit of a bit of a telling off at the break. Mullen was starting to get better service. Wrexham were getting the ball down and passing it a bit more. There was very little bit of passing in the first half, and Wrexham looked to be under orders to move the ball on quickly, and the quality of the passing was shocking. Uh, Mullen picking the ball up on the edge of the box, turning away from three men, and trying a cute little chip that just evaded the target. I think Pazan probably just about had it covered. Then a, a long throw slung in, half cleared. McAlinden on the edge of the area, making contact with a fantastic strike on the volley from the edge. Terrific parry by Passant, who managed to get his hand up and knock it clear. Mullen then picked it up and swung in a vicious cross shot from the right-hand side. I think it was a shot, trying to curl it inside the far top post. But as the keeper lunged for it, Hyde attacked it. And Hyde got a touch to it, it would be the goal. He did it really well just to get his fist to it first and punch the ball clear. However, after about eight or so minutes of the second half, Wrexham uh, were a bit fortunate, I thought, not to go down to ten men. Like I say, Cummins Road is lucky with Jonathan Lainton. Davis is very lucky, lunging in wildly on Kenyon, not in control, taking him late. Lucky to only get a yellow for that. And that seemed somehow to, to mark a bit of a turning point in the game. Although soon afterwards, both Davis and McLendon had shots inside the box that were blocked within the same move. The truth of the matter was that Marine starts to gain control again, started to push Wrexham forwards again. A 20-yard strike by Kenny heading for the bottom left corner was well saved by Dibble lunging down to push it clear with strong wrists. Then Hyde went down first with 25 minutes to go, looked to be a muscular injury, and he was replaced by Dior Angus. Angus 
working hard to try and get on the end of things, but again, there's not much quality coming forwards, not much to work with, in all honesty. There was one chance, mind, when Record swung in a terrific early cross. It was attacked by Angus eight yards out. He just got too much on the ball with his head, though, and planted it about a yard wide at the top corner. Got a little bit of a glancing contact. That might have been, uh, might have been successful. So the game looked to be drifting to a, a lucky draw for Wrexham, but there was more drama to come. 13 minutes after the ball's knocked over the top. He had a solid game at the back, but he made his one real big error. This should have been a favourite to get to the ball down the line. He was robbed by Kenyi, who fed the ball early to Cummins on his own in the middle. He didn't have the pace to drive on further, but from the 18-yard box, he struck a crisp shot. Another good save by Dibble, again lunging down to his right to tip it around the post for the corner. But that was where Exxon's luck ran out. The ball was whipped in from the left-hand side, and Owen Watkinson attacking it at the near post, met it with a perfect glancing header inside the far post, and Maureen had the lead, and it was no less than they deserved. Utterly dominated the first half, and they were gaining control of the second. Wrexham made their third change. Ponticelli coming on for Lennon as Wrexham switched to a back four with Angus and Ponticelli up front, Mullen in behind him. Mullen took a knock soon afterwards, attempting a spectacular acrobatic volley and was limping for the rest of the game. Uh, he still kept going heroically and he deserves a lot of credit for that, but he really didn't look comfortable. And Wrexham continued to push on and push on in the 88th minutes. Davis swung the corner beyond the far post. Hayden Rose headed it into the side netting, possibly Mullen backpedalling, got his way a little bit. But it looked like it was all futile. Hayden ended up up front at the very end as Wrexham desperately looked for a repeat of that Chesterfield game. And they got it again. Another game of jail free card. A free kick conceded because Hayden was up there challenging and Doyle rather wildly went in with his foot for a ball that Hayden was trying to head. His foot missed Hayden's head, but went over Hayden's shoulder. Hayden was standing up. It was a clear free kick. Despite Marine's anger, Davis stepped up. And with just two man wall to beat, maybe Marine hadn't quite realised how potent Davis's set pieces can be. He skimmed a beauty over the wall. The keeper, who'd done so well, got across, got his hands to it, pushed it against the inside of the post. It dropped on the line and bounced over to give Wrexham a replay at Nantwich, of course, because our pitch is being relayed. But it was certainly not what Wrexham deserved. Marine was a superior side. Marine deserved a win. And that's the end of that. Wrexham incredibly fortunate to be taking this to a second game. Looking at the performances, well, of course, Leighton couldn't do anything until he got injured. Uh, Dibble did very well, made three good saves. And, you know, kept us in it, maybe to some extent. Uh, at the back, I thought Hayden and Tozer had very good games, actually, or Hayden did make that error near the end. Len was up did solidly, his pace was useful at times, but we were, they were forced into far too much work, to be frank. Record came into the game more as we started to come forwards, and he defended decently as well. Hosanna was getting a bit roughed up, quite frankly, um, by Kenny and Watkinson as they switched flanks, and didn't enjoy it much, I don't think. He did get forward a bit in the second half, wasn't really able to provide any good quality into the box. The midfield again, uh, you know, we are looking to bypass that midfield. The passing was horrible. Jordan Davis once more looks like he's really trying too hard. Scored a glorious goal, but he was constantly looking for those killer passes. I think that's what the midfield's all to do. Help it on quickly, be progressive. 
but um, a lot of passes were going wrong. Jones likewise. Jones had little patches of play where he was affecting it. Where he was he was quite a good presence putting the ball back, but he drifted in and out of the game a little bit in that respect. And uh, alongside them, well, McAlinden, the pick of the three midfielders, in that he was the one player who was possibly offering some sort of link to the strikers, but um, he was often getting brushed off the ball as well. It was an up and down performance. And yet, despite that, one of the better ones for us. Up front, I think Heigl and Mullen deserve medals. They had very little to work with in the first half. Heigl was battling with the centre-backs. He continued until he, got, until he broke down. And Mullen, like I said, took a heavy knock and kept going, kept going. It was a frustrating moment for him when he was limping around. Look, he couldn't put any weight in his foot, but he got the ball, managed to drive forward 20 yards with it and play a good ball out wide. And then Moss is as the ball under his boot. And you could just see the frustration on Mullen's face. He was trying to pull things forwards but without good quality service even a player of this quality is going to find it difficult Angus and Ponticelli worked hard off the bench Angus uh, looked very lively but Wrexham incredibly fortunate to still be in the FA Cup and if they don't improve significantly uh, could find Tuesdays less pleasant than this was with the final score of Marine 1 Wrexham 1 I'm Mark Griffiths from Wrexham AFC This is the Final Whistle Podcast from the Rexham AFC media team.